Welcome back to What Do They Know podcast. The regular season is officially in the books. The guys will take a look back at some of their preseason predictions and break down all of the matchups for the wild card weekend. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what's going on, everybody. Welcome back to the What Do They Know podcast. Week 18 is officially in the books. The playoffs are here. Nick and Jeff back with you um, to wrap up the regular season. Um, Had a lot of good action today. Um, Lots of good, uh, lots of surprises. Right. Uh, Especially considering what we had, (laughs) um, I guess, predicted initially. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, which we'll get into all that. Right. No, nothing ever goes according to plan. Yeah. What do they know? It's, right, just, it's exactly. the title of this show for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get into all the playoff action and recap some of our predictions at the beginning of the season. But we'll just go over some top stories each of us have mm-hmm. um, just to kick it off. Um, for me personally, I'll, I'll start. And it's just a t- kind of a, a two part top story with two different teams. And it's Jacksonville and Philadelphia for me, and just the collapses that they both have had. Mm. Obviously, Philadelphia is still in the playoffs, right. um, but that's not the, <laughs> you can't say that they didn't try their hardest to really blow that. Right. Um, when you look at both of those teams, I mean, Jacksonville, they started the season 8-3 and three, mm-hmm. um, in total control by, you know, at least for what it seemed, and they ended up finishing 9-8. and eight. So that's 1-5 and five in their last six games. Yeah, that one win was against the Panthers. Correct. So. Yep. And the same can be said for Philly. I mean, it's even worse for Philly. They were 10-1. and one. Um, and they ended up 11 and six. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, to go from to, to start the season 10 and one and to win one of your last five games, granted they were against some decent opponents, but like you could argue that they should have also lost to the giants on Christmas and gone. Oh, and six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is the definition of limping to the playoffs. Oh, right no now. Doubt. No <laughs> doubt. This is a gunshot wound to the, to the leg, both legs, maybe no doubt. Um, yeah, you're just crawling yourself. And I mean, they just look completely lost. They look, they look like a total different team. Mm -hmm. They got crushed by the giants today. Um, you know, they're arguably their top two offensive weapons. Both got injured. Jalen hurts dislocated a finger on his throwing hand, which looks disgusting. It was going like three (laughs) different directions. Um, Uh and AJ Brown, you know, thankfully it sounds like he's going to be okay, but that, that dang MetLife turf struck again. Right. Um, you know, he he caught a pass and was trying to make a little cut and ended up fumbling the ball and just grabbing at his knee and writhing in pain. And I was like, Man, you gotta be kidding me. Like they're gonna lose their best player right before the playoffs. And right. you know, it's funny, I'll give I'll give one of my buddies a, a shout out, Joe Rogers. He, you know, he listens to the show, he he chimes in quite frequently. He's a diehard Philly fan. And I wanna say it was like Monday or Tuesday, he put out on social media, like he's like, you know what, I don't care about the seedings, I don't care about the division, like give me the five seed, don't put don't play anybody on that turf right because i don't want anybody to get hurt and that's exactly what happened today he called it perfectly Mm -hmm. now again from everything we're reading it sounds like aj brown is fine there's no you know the the acl was intact there's no damage um so it sounds like he has a shot to play next week right but that could have been i mean catastrophic right it would be the nail in the coffin for the eagles you would feel i don't know how much more the league needs to replace that field it's, and, and it's so sad when you consider that they did that at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. to suppose, you know, better turf. And I mean, we, we, we've detailed it at length on this show, but it just continues to be a story. Right. Yeah. And 
I mean, no offense to MetLife, but it feels like it's always MetLife. Correct. So the, obviously, it's not the only yeah. field in the NFL with turf, but yeah. at the same time, it feels like that's where the majority of the complaints and the injuries are coming from. And uh, it, it's scary with the thing that two teams play on that field as, as their home turf, when yeah. the Jets and, and the Giants. Yeah. Um, that, that's two teams that could potentially lose uh, a good bulk of the roster with injuries because of that stadium. Not only that, but I think it's gotten to the point where you have to seriously consider are you going to lose out on big name free agents mm-hmm. that don't want to come there because they don't want to risk injury? Right. I think that's a real realistic storyline mm-hmm. because I mean, you look at the guys that have gotten injured on, on that, on that field this year, Aaron Rodgers for one. Um, I can't remember his name, but a big defensive end for, for the dolphins also blew out his Achilles on that field against the jets. Um, I mean, it, it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's gotta, something's gotta change there. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I am, you know, I said it last week that I think that the Philly, the, the Phillies, the Eagles are going to go one and done. And I, I am starting to believe that even more. I mean, they played Tampa Bay next week. We'll get into that in a, in a bit. Um, but I have zero confidence in them to, to win next week, <laughs> go on the road to Tampa Bay, who, even though they, you know, they won nine to nothing today, they still are on fire, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I actually think that the, the Bucks have a chance to pull that off. Right. I, to be honest with you, I have zero confidence in either of those teams. So uh, well, yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. But yeah, the, the Bucks are have are landing with the Eagles at the right time for them. Yep, no doubt. Yep. All right, what do you got? So for me, I, well, this is the time for reminiscing, right? The end of the season and, sure is. and whatnot. So sure is. Uh, my top story is still injuries. Sam Laporta got injured today. Yep. Um, he got carted off. Apparently, it's a hyperextended knee. Um. <laughs> And it just continues on and on with the theme of the injuries. Um, obviously, we were as the show unfolds, we're going to go into playoff predictions and what we got right, what we got wrong. And I just want to name some of the injuries of teams I had in the playoffs that didn't make it to the playoffs. So the Bengals, they lost Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow, yep. or he was injured at least yep. uh, throughout the course of the season. The Colts, Anthony Richardson, how would they have looked? Would he have, I guess, uh, gone through that uh, growth curve that C.A. Stroud did yep. during the middle of the year? Um, the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And then I, I guess this isn't so bad, but the Browns with Deshaun Watson. I'm wondering. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it looks like it, the best thing that's ever happened. Exactly. It looks like it's working out for Which them. Which that's going to be a story for next season. Right. Just what they do and how bad his contract is and all that. But yeah, yeah I, it could, who knows? Yeah. No, I would be curious how Deshaun Watson would be looking fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, that whole Brown system. So it's just one of those things where obviously injuries always take a toll. But at, th- at this point, it's we can't predict injuries obviously right. but injuries are just one of those things where it just takes up the headlines whenever they do happen and so uh, thankfully playoffs are here so this is where it all it all means and it's not wasted on a week 18 meaningless game like like the AJ Brown at MetLife Stadium in the week 18 game where nothing really really transpired on right. would have happened if they would have won it anyway seeing as the Cowboys beat the Commanders pretty handily yeah yeah yep. they did so, yep, that was my top story. Yeah, man. I, I think I, and I read something this week and I'm going to butcher this stat because I, I didn't plan on talking about it. But um, <laughs> this season is the second most total quarterbacks that have started or been played in games ever, ever, ever. You think about the Browns had five quarterbacks. The mm-hmm. Jets have started three or four quarterbacks. There have just been quarterbacks all over the place. Vikings, Vikings. Yeah. Bengals. I mean, they only had two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think there's, there's, there's more than that. Um, right. 
Yeah, I'm sure if you scan throughout the list. Cardinals, I think, started two or three different guys. Dobbs and then um, whoever they had in between yeah. Tyler Murray and Dobbs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so there's just been quarterbacks all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one position. So right. injuries have been through the roof this year, like you said. Right, absolutely. I feel like this elevates, I guess, the value of a backup quarterback. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like the <laughs> an afterthought sometimes. Yeah. But, man, it's, it just seems to be like those those teams that actually had a backup quarterback installed in place um, really thrived. And, I mean, you can even be like the Browns and sign somebody off the street like Joe Flacco. And, yeah, and, yeah. And hit the lottery on that regard, but I mean, it, it's it. I it'll be interesting for me to see what I guess the value becomes backup quarterbacks going into next year, especially like Gardner Minshew or something like that. Yeah. So one one more thing I want to talk about. I want to throw in here. It's okay. kind of kind of comedic. We've talked on this show about how specifically with me, like when when it's football season, mm-hmm. it's all consuming to me. <laughs> like it's it's pretty admittedly and i'm not proud of this but it's pretty right. much all i think about uh-huh. for the for 18 straight weeks <laughs> different matchups who the jets play you know fantasy football just just everything it's right. like obviously week 18 the jets are done this is where i start to like wind down and think about other things i transition to you know college basketball and i start to get ready for spring training and so my mind right. starts to go elsewhere but i'm just going to give you a quick example of how bad it is okay. okay so i told you i texted you about this briefly today uh-huh so my daughter was playing in playing in the playroom yesterday. I was in the kitchen doing something, and I, something happened to where she decided she needed to go in a full sprint okay. to the kitchen, and, <laughs> she, and she ate it, and she ate it hard, right? And so I go running over to her because she's crying, and she grabs her knee. You want to know what my first thought was? She tore ACL. <laughs> tore her ACL. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. In my head, I go, she just tore ACL. And I'm, and then I'm quickly like you moron. Like she's not playing football. She's a two year old in a playroom, right. which she ended up just skinning her knee. Mm-hmm. But like that's right. that's so sad that like <laughs> my daughter gets injured and immediately I'm like that's a football injury. She just tore eight. She just tore ACL. Who'd you try to juke? That's, that's a twelve month recovery. Like <laughs> like literally in the thirty seconds from you know she fell to me to go go getting her. Like yeah. I'm like oh man. She, I saw her grab her knee. I'm like oh it's ACL. It's ACL. And she just tore it when it was just a skinned up. <laughs> Bring knee. out the cart. Yep. yep. Like that. I feel like that is just so sad on my part that like that's where my mind goes see anytime i see somebody grab their like their lower half of, of their body like their legs area uh, for me whatever for whatever reason i always find the joke turf toe like, yeah. hilarious yeah turf toe turf toe, oh, turf toe. three week injury three turf week toe. so like i understand that completely I, I i always go to turf toe regardless of what it is but yeah, seeing as an ACL on a, on your on two, year two year old, old. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a little so fascinating. I I just thought that that was so sad. <laughs> I had that moment where I like had to step back and I'm like, really, dude? Right? Like that's what you think? Your daughter just tore her ACL. <laughs> so, needless to say, my mind will start digressing from football and I'll start thinking about other things. But I just thought that that was yeah, that's of, a perfect kind of hilarious on yeah, my part. That's yeah, because we've talked about that. But yep. um, all right, so <laughs> we did our top stories. We are each going to do kind of a season in review real quick. Not not anything crazy in depth, but just, you know, recapping the seasons of of, of our teams. Right. Um, so I'll let you kick it off with your with your Saints. Yeah, this is, a, I guess, a final chance for us to, to rant or or just compliment if we have any compliments for any of the coaching staff or the players. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have I have my gear. You chose not to have your gear. Um, obviously, this is the last 
week, I guess, of the season that yep. I can wear uh, any of their green. Yeah, we've uh, talked about gear. that yep. too. No more Jets gear after no more, today. Yep, no more Saints gear after this. So, and obviously, I have my Coyotes. You know, I uh, should have wore something now that I'm thinking See, about it. See, I, I, my last chance. I know. I told you, but it is what it is. So obviously, this is the past. This is the future right here yep. with the hockey. This yep. is my my See, for me. For me, it's college basketball. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. See, I've been growing out of college sports for a little bit. I don't know why. Really? I just haven't had the time to, yeah, like to the, watch it. Right now is where I start getting excited for March Madness and ah. Sy- Syracuse basketball and, and all that stuff. Right. But anyways, proceed. Right. Perfect. All right. Well, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to show these. Uh, oh, and the, the Saints Sox. Sox. That's right. For, That's... Those, for those watching on YouTube, he's got a great <laughs> view of Jeff's foot. Absolutely. Wow. What a catch that was. Who was that? That was an amazing catch. I don't even know who that is. Trent Sherfield, I think. Look at you pulling out that name. I know. I know. <laughs> I told you, dude. All-consuming. All-consuming. Trent Sherfield coming out. Bills just tied it up on a phenomenal tipped pass that was caught in the back of the end zone, so it looks like it's going to be 7-7. Right. Let's see if he kept um, his feet in bounds. One, two. Yeah, he's yep. in. Yep. Perfect. All right. So getting back to the Saints, I guess um, they finished 9-8. and eight. Yep. Uh, They finished hot. They finished hot. Um, here, I'll read you Derek Hart's last four games of the season. Yep. 96 for 128, so that's a 75% completion percentage. Uh, 998 yards, 12 TDs, one interception, yep, and a 125 passer rating. Yep, that's pretty good. It is very good. And I, I feel, but see, the thing is, what worries me about Pete Carmichael. It, Pete Carmichael. They're gonna keep, they're gonna keep him around. <laughs> well, well, now you mention it, I guess that's two things that worry <laughs> me. <laughs> I feel like Derek Carr has, I guess, a history of showing these spurts yeah. that makes you believe in him. Yep. That's like, all 100%. right, he. He, he's learned the office. He's turning the corner. We're going to go in next year and everything's going to be smooth sailing. And then all of a sudden, everything just derails somehow, some way. So th- this worries me. Um, obviously, I wish these these stats were all year consistent yeah. throughout the year. But Pete Carmichael, obviously, I, I don't know what's going to happen. figure it out. Right, exactly. And now do you give him another year? I, I lean towards no. And there's a reason for that. I, I want to clean house because and here's something that interesting that happened during today's game i don't know mm-hmm. if you heard about this but uh during the final um drive of the game for the saints they're at the one yard line of atlanta's um it was 41 to 17 to blow out it's yep. 140 left in the clock and they gave jamal williams uh, the, the ball mm-hmm. to to get a touchdown mm-hmm. um even though they were already in victory formation um, oh see i didn't know they were in victory yep, formation. they were in victory formation oh see i didn't know that yep. Yep. I knew they scored with little time left and, yep. and Arthur Smith was pissed. Yep. But I didn't know that they were in victory for that. I think that's bad. Yep. Okay. Yep. So here's the thing. Dennis Allen called uh the victory formation and Jameis Winston, I think Jameis Winston came over and asked them if they can run a play for Jamal Williams to get his first touchdown of the year. Um and Dennis Allen told him no. So he told him to do the victory formation. So he did. But they ran a play anyway for Jamal Williams. So they basically no kidding. Yep. So they they basically ran a play under the the players came together in that huddle and decided to give it to Jamal Williams. So they overruled. That is terrible. <laughs> excuse me. They overruled their their head coach. I didn't know that. Yep. So that's where I guess that's not you lost the team. Yep. When yep. when they exactly. when the minute they do that, they don't respect you and you're and you've lost them. Yep. That to me is the biggest indicator right there that they need to they need to clean house. Exactly. That's crazy. That's, I did not know that. Yep. Yep. So that was a whole thing. Uh, it's funny post-game. because you know it's funny you say that it makes more sense because Arthur Smith when they went when they met at midfield mm-hmm. he was very like he was animated he was like getting in Dennis Allen's face mm-hmm. and you could kind of see like 
Dennis Allen was like, well, dude, like calm down. Like, yeah, I know. Which makes more sense right. now. Cause he's like, Hey man, like I didn't, I he didn't. said, I understand. Yeah. yeah he said, I, yeah. You know, like I can hear him say, I understand. And now I know why he's why he understood because <laughs> he, he didn't approve of that play right. to be ran. Right. So that's, that's why I'd rather clean house because obviously the players are at the same time, Jameis Winston, obviously he, he was a starter last year and then he got injured and then he never got his job back. Obviously, Dennis Allen was the head coach. You'd wonder how much animosity there is between Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen. At the same time, if if the players are picking Jameis Winston over you as your as as the head coach, I, I think it's that's I bad. think it's done. Yeah, that that's that's basically says it all. And I'd be interested to see how that happens. Obviously, last week I I told you about how Dennis Allen. There was a report Dennis Allen was going to keep his job. Yep. Now I'm wondering if that's going to be thought over again so that's that's basically the season review right there that's yeah that, that's that sums up yeah everything the saints have happened um they didn't have a tough schedule they had probably maybe a bottom three easy schedule and they finished nine and eight that's to me is unacceptable yeah um yeah especially in that division where 10 and 7 would have gotten you the division and and, and a home game home playoff game so obviously i'm 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 a fan through and through. I got the gear. I, I, I watch the games, but at the same time, you, 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 you personally as a fan, you want what's best for the team as well. Um, so that's where I'm at. I, I hope to clean house, but even if they don't, I'd put Dennis on a very short leash. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. But yep. That, that's, that's for me. Okay. That's it for me. Interesting. For that yep. makes me perplexed. Right. For the saints. Right. All right. So for the Jets, obviously, I mean, their season was pretty much over four plays into the season um, with with Rodgers blown out his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think the biggest the biggest thing that this season showed was kind of how the GM dropped the ball on getting a backup quarterback mm-hmm. and doing nothing to salvage or change their offensive line. Right. Um, because even it doesn't, in my opinion, I don't care who was back there. Rogers, Joe Montana, <laughs> I, I like, it doesn't matter. Like that offensive line was terrible mm-hmm. all year, all year. They were terrible. Um, <clears throat> they had like 14 different combinations all year, 14 out of 18 weeks. They had different linemen starting different positions, shuffling people all over the place. You can't win like that. Right. They just said before we turned this game up, the volume on this game that the, the bills have had the same offensive and defensive line every single week. Mm -hmm. That's, that's continuity, right? Obviously there's always going to be, there's always going to be injuries, Mm -hmm. but like the jets situation, offensive line was just, just, just terrible. Right. It's obviously you say there's always injuries and obviously yes, but it's the GM's job to have someone in place to that makes that transition a little more seamless than, what it is and when you go through combinations like the jets have obviously shuffling people all around seeing what their best fit is i i feel like at that point it kind of goes on the coaching as well because isn't this the sort of thing that you were supposed to figure out during preseason and training camp? like th- if this happens 100%. we're gonna put this person there and yada yada which which sala has taken ownership of the fact that like they had no backup plan for rogers mm-hmm. like they they never accounted for it they it was right they sold their souls basically for Rogers this season <laughs> and it all went down in flames. And right. so I think that, you know, they, they, they ended the season 
at least offensively better than they started. I mean, mm-hmm. they were historically bad for like 10 weeks. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting. Nathaniel Hackett said this week in like his end of the season press conference that he, he himself as an offensive coordinator was not prepared for how much of an asset Brees Hall was going to be in the passing game, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Like he just didn't plan for him to be as dominant as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had his last four or five weeks. He just was off the charts. Multiple right. touchdowns almost every game. He had 175 rushing yards today. Um, another touchdown. He came up six yards short of a thousand yards, Oof. which you know, just sucks for him. But right. And he missed how, how how long before he came back? He missed. So he played every game this year. Did he? He came off ACL. Right. That, that's why year. I was yeah. wondering. Yep. No, he played like, every he game. Some time. He played every game. This like we year. saw glimpses of his what he could do oh, before yeah. he, oh, he yeah. got injured. No doubt. No so. doubt. So I think for them in the off season, there's, there's a couple of things. Um, they need a number two wide receiver. Um, Corey Davis kind of up and retiring randomly this <laughs> right before the season kind of, you know, didn't help. Right. Um, they, they, and, and the Alan Lazard signing was a complete bust. Mm-hmm. Now he could look completely different next year with Rogers because that's the whole reason they brought him over. Right. So who knows? Um, but wide receiver, um, offensive lines are top priority and a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that they need to address. They're drafting 10th, so they should be able to at least get one of those things, I would think, whether it's an offensive lineman or or something. I feel like offensive lineman is usually the, the way to go around the, the, I guess, 7 to 13 range yeah. because that yeah. obviously the top picks are the flashy picks, which is like yeah. the quarterbacks and, and wide receivers, and then you, the, the, the top offensive tackle or whatever will probably be up there in the top six, but yeah. you'll get number two or number three around that time frame of tenth yeah. overall pick. Um, they're running it back with Salah and Joe Douglas, which oh, they, they are. Yep. Yeah. The, the owner came out actually like two or three weeks ago and said that they're basically completely write, writing this season off and redoing it next year, that's, that's which rough. I think if it was any other team that didn't have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. they, they would they would be gone. Right. So I'm curious to I mean, they went all in this season. I think they're gonna go even more all in next season. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've heard they're gonna go after obviously Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Mike Evans to be like that number one or number two guy with Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I, I think it's gonna be a fun off season at the same time. Um, I'm officially done getting my hopes up <laughs> ever for the Jets. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, I just don't think that it's that it's physically possible to get any more disappointed right. with this team. So I'll, you know, whatever happens, happens. Right. That's that's. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I hope they do learn their lessons from this from this season because at this point next year, knock on wood, do if Rogers something happens to Rogers again, are they going to have a plan in place? Are they going to write off another year? Like. Uh, <laughs> Trey yeah. telling that to the fans, we're just writing it off. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. it, yeah, it, it's it's a weird look. It's the same thing with like the Saints. Uh, like you write off the year because it's Derek Carr's first year there. Um, you know, some hiccups. So obviously, Olave had some um, cop trouble, some legal issues when he got pulled over for like I think a DUI or something. Um, Michael Thomas was throwing bricks at people <laughs> or cars or something like that. Um, it's just one of those things where, yeah, there was drama off the field, but at the same time, don't write it off. Like, right, like right. you're supposed to maintain control and, and respect inside that locker room. And obviously, Dennis Allen hasn't. I'm not sure how Salah is in the locker room with the Jets on, or how 
how the perception is there. But. I mean, they they played hard. Right. Every single game they played hard. Oh, um, remember what Robert Sala during hard knocks? Hard. Yeah. Well, during hard- yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fell into the trap. I, I mean, how can you not? <laughs> hey, your team played hard. Yeah. You- yeah. Oh. Uh, one thing that Sala does not like to hear. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you know what, buddy? That's what happens. <laughs> that's what that's what happens when you lose. Yep. So. All right. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, we're, we're two pathetic guys who our teams didn't make the playoffs. So we'll see. We're looking happens. forward to the next year. We'll see what happens next year. Yeah. All, right. Um, all right. Let's jump into teams that actually did something this season. And that's our playoff team. So for all intensive purposes, the playoffs are set. We know all the teams mm-hmm. and we know four out of the six matchups. The, right. the last two will be decided with, with this game going right now. So right. Um, of the matchups that are decided, I'm just going to go over them. We got Philly at Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, which they played in week three, and Philly beat them 25 to 11. <laughs> which I, I don't know that that's even important at this point because Philadelphia is a completely different team than they are now. They had a different mojo back and then. And you could argue that, that Tampa is as well. Um, so, I, well, you know, I don't know that that, ne- that matchup necessarily means anything. I, I'd argue more for Philadelphia being a different team because yeah. they, their juju was a lot stronger back then. Yeah. Tampa Bay has been inconsistent all yep. year. Yeah. Um, and then we got the Rams going to Detroit, which I'm that's that's my game of the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Just Matthew Stafford going back to his home, his own team, his old team, I should say. I don't think he's played them since he got traded um, and it's going to be in Detroit. So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting because if it wasn't a playoff game, it would be like a tremendous atmosphere. They'd be giving them a huge ovation, ovation and maybe they still will. Right. But it's going to be different because it's it's a playoff game and it's Detroit hosting a playoff game. For the first time in a very long time. Right. So I am really curious about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we got Packers at the Cowboys, which, might, you know, Mike McCarthy versus his old team. Um, and then the last one that is <laughs> the last one that is set is Cleveland at Houston. And those they just played week 16 mm-hmm. and Cleveland pretty much crushed them right. 36 to 22. And it wasn't even that close, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the other possibilities I'll just kind of go over them, and hopefully I won't confuse people. Um, obviously, the, the Bills and the Dolphins are playing right now. They're tied at seven. If the Bills win, they get the two seed. Right. And they'll host the Steelers. Okay. Which would mean the Dolphins will go. They'll get the six seed, and they'll go to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. If the Dolphins win, they get the two seed. The Bills fall all the way down to seven, and it's a rematch. Bills at Dolphins next week. In Miami. Again. In Miami again. Right. If... And then, so that would mean that the Steelers would go to the Chiefs okay. and play at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So those are the only other options. Um, so what jumps out at you with all these all these games? So I want at first I want to go back and um, I guess look back at my Chiefs prediction of being one and done. Yeah. So I'm looking at this these potential matchups against the Steelers and Dolphins. Obviously, if you're the Chiefs, you'd rather play the Steelers than the Dolphins. No doubt. To, to be honest, no with doubt. You. Um, offensively, you have what it takes to beat the Steelers, but offensively, I don't think you have what it takes to keep up with the Dolphins. So that's where I'm looking at. Yeah. I, I still, honestly, I'd probably still pick the Steelers over the Chiefs just in, in that upset fashion. You know, you know, what's crazy is I still can't help but think that, okay, the regular season is over. Mm-hmm. They got in. It's a game at Arrowhead. They're just going to flip the switch and it's going to be a completely different team. I know that's foolish mm-hmm. considering we had an 18-week sample size. Right. But how many times did we see the Patriots limp into the playoffs and and underperform mm-hmm. and then go on a run and win the Super Bowl? How many times? Did we Like, I could think of 
multiple seasons where the storyline midway through was that they're done mm-hmm. and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I just for me and I think I've said it on the show before, I am not going to believe that the Chiefs are done until they literally the clock strikes zero and they lost. I feel like we as people like we see a successful franchise and we kind of like uh, maybe I want to say I don't want to say root because I feel like the you gravitate to them. Right. Yeah. And, and you kind of want them to lose because you you want to see a little bit of a difference in, in future matchups like, yeah. oh, I, I want to see something else. Yep. Um, I guess it's more like attention span. Yeah. Um, they're the villain. They, r- they right. always say that sports are best when te- when you have a villain. Right. To root for, and I feel like the Chiefs as of have right now kind of become that villain because they're they've been good every year. Right. You know. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, and I, <laughs> I guess not a lot of people are a fan of his of his brother and whatnot. Oh, I've heard. It. Yeah. I don't right. know much about him. I've heard he's a tool. Right. And then obviously. Travis Kelsey making headlines by dating Taylor Swift. So there's all sorts of headlines there with the Kansas City Chiefs that kind of just rub you the wrong way, even yep. though it's not their fault, really. Yep. So, but at the same time, it, they're so successful in winning a Super Bowl one or two. They've won two. two They've been right? three. They've three been years to three, in a row. Right. Yep. They won two of them. Right. Yeah. So that's that's just the thing where it's like, all right, let's have somebody else put in there. And it happened with the Patriots. Um, but for me. Obviously, I'd, I'd I'd pick the Dolphins over the Chiefs, the Steelers. I'd be reluctant, but maybe I'd do it. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Um, Packers and Cowboys. I'm I'm scared for the Packers on that one. Yeah, to me be too. honest with you, me too. Rams and Lions, like you said, it should be an interesting matchup. I think the thing with the Packers and Cowboys, maybe not necessarily with the matchup, but the fact that the Packers made it mm-hmm. is the fact that I think they literally have done it again by finding a franchise quarterback. <laughs> Jordan Love? Jordan Love. Jordan I think Love. he's a stud. Mm. I think I think he's the real deal. Like right. I'm, I'm all in on him. So right. it, it makes me infuriated as a Jets fan where they have drafted 1,000 quarterbacks in my lifetime and all of them have been terrible except Mark Sanchez, Ooh. a.k.a. Sanchez. Uh, that's hot take right there. No, not a lot of people. Were... I love Mark Sanchez. I don't think he was bad. I will watch playoff clips of Mark Sanchez all day. He's he, he was very competent. He's my guy. Yeah, he yeah. was competent. Shout out Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Um, but he's been the only one that you could call a mild success. Mm-hmm. And the the Packers literally for the last forty years, give or take, have right. had three quarterbacks. Right. It's ridiculous, and it infuriates me. <laughs> but good for them. Yeah, but I've talked about this before on the show as well. The formula about. Drafting a uh, QB and then having them sit for a little while, uh, letting letting them learn the process of being a pro- professional uh, in the NFL. Obviously, they had Brett Favre and then they had Aaron Rodgers for yep. what, a couple of years before he took over, and then Jordan Love. He's three, I think, three, three. Or four years, like several, a good yeah. amount of time. Yep, yeah. And then now Jordan Love, same exact thing situation. But they they're they're in no rush. They do it perfectly, right? You can say what you want about them, right? But the two the two things that I feel like they are phenomenal at mm-hmm. is identifying and drafting quarterbacks. Now, obviously I think they traded for Favre. So from Atlanta, but quarterbacks and drafting no name guys or signing no name guys as at wide receiver and having them turn into studs development. Now that could be a product of the quarterback, Mm -hmm. but you can always, I feel like the Packers, you can always rely on a good quarterback and wide receivers who you may have never heard of, but they're good. Right. Yep. Christian Watson and uh, yep. Romeo Dobbs. I mean, think about like, nowhere. Nobody knew who who Greg Jennings or Jordy Nelson was. 
no. until they got to the Packers. Yeah, I mean, this was always the case with Aaron Rodgers never getting a first round pick and correct for help. They didn't need it. Yeah, exactly. They didn't. They don't think they needed it. They, so, they, they had other needs. Yeah. So uh, this is yeah. The Packers are very successful at doing what they do, um, but at the same time, they have a formula that that works for them. It, obviously, with other franchises like the Jets, they you you put in a rookie Q- QB and maybe you panic or maybe you hold on too long and all of a sudden they're not developing as they should. So kudos to the Packers, man. Um, yeah. Jordan Love, uh, going into the season, I thought we would struggle a little bit in yeah. the beginning of the season, which yeah. he did, and then he picked it up during the end of the year. So And, and he has. So he's, he's, he's shown his colors there in, in Green Bay. So good for him. Yeah, and the team that we haven't talked about at all yet, which is probably, this, in my opinion, the story of the playoffs, mm-hmm. is the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. Dude. I mean, <laughs> they were picked by everybody, including both of us, to finish dead last. I think their over/under on wins—we've talked about it—was like three and a half, mm-hmm. or maybe four and a half. So they were slated, you know, three or four wins max, and they ended up winning ten games and winning the division. Nine games, ten games. Oh, uh, they went ten and seven. Ten and seven. Ten and seven. So they won ten games with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Only five teams have ever done that. Right. And made the playoffs. And, I, I, you know, you could say that Jacksonville gave it away. But I also think that the, I think it's a combination of both. I think that Jacksonville gave it away. But I also think Houston went and took it. Right. Because they got some studs. There were a couple. I don't know if you watched the game last night. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. But there were a couple throws that Stroud made. That oh, were yeah. just like, wow. Yep. Wow. Honestly, he, he I saw that. Um 75-yard touchdown to Nico Collins, oh, and I thought he he reminded me of like a prime Drew Brees on that one. I was like the the stance and the in the form. I was like that that's that's a deep ball right there. Yeah, that, that's that was beyond accurate to me. That was a really good ball. Um, obviously going into the season, Bryce Young was the number one overall pick, so C.J. Stroud kind of got overlooked, I guess. Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, um, Bryce Young kind of got all the all the love for for the off season, but C.J. Stroud didn't. <laughs> pay mind to it yeah, at all obviously at all. um so yeah and i mean you, you know they're they're so far ahead of schedule mm, oh yeah i mean they and they're doing this the last four or five weeks without their stud receiver tank dell right i mean you got you've got your cornerstone defensive guy will anderson you got your quarterback for the next 10 years mm-hmm. and it looks like you have your number one wide receiver in tank dell mm-hmm. along with other guys who are showing up like nico collins you got dalton schultz Got a, a two-headed monster in the back backfield with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. I mean, they. I, I'm if you're a Texans fan, you got to be just over the moon, right? Like, I mean, obviously uh, going into the season, we were like, this is division for this Jags, Jags yep. division to take. Yep. It's going into next year, this this is the it's Texans. The Texans. Yep. It's one thousand percent the Texans. Yep. So obviously the Jaguars are going to have their own questions faced uh, to to face over the offseason, but the Texans things are very are looking very bright there yep. in Houston, no doubt. Yep. Awesome. Um, all right, so at the beginning of the season, if you guys have been with us since week one or even before week one, you know, the, the preseason. <laughs> our divisional been, breakdowns. Our divisional breakdowns. We went through every division. We made our playoff predictions, talked about what we were looking for. So we're going to kind of just recap those mm-hmm. um, and talk about, you know, what we got wrong or what we got right um, <laughs> as best we can. Obviously, we're right. not going to go through every single detail. But right. um, the, the, so I went, I went and I tallied up how many division winners we each got right. Mm-hmm. And how many total playoff teams we each got right? Okay. So I'll go through those really quick. And obviously, division winners, you know, the the East is to be determined. So I kind of we left those out. 
Right. Um, we both we both picked the Bills. Right. So we'll see. Add one if, if add one. Correct. Right. Yeah. So Jeff, he got Detroit and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So he got two division winners. You got two. Um, I picked the Chiefs. I picked the Ravens, and then I picked the 49ers. So I got three. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if the Bills win, you'd get three, and I would get four. Right. Right. Um, total playoff teams, we each had seven. So you had the Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Eagles, Lions, 49ers, and Dallas. Okay. Um, the ones that I had in there that that were separated on, I didn't have the Browns. Um, you didn't have the Ravens. <laughs> I, I showed you. I showed you before the show. I had them originally, but then I scratched them up with the Chargers. I did not. I did not have Dallas, right? And you did not have the Dolphins. Mm. So we each had a couple that you know, the other did not. So right. we each had seven. We each got seven total playoff teams correct. Mm-hmm. So seven out of fourteen. So that's fifty percent. I mean, if this was baseball, we'd be in good shape. Um, <laughs> but but it's not. Wait, wait a pause. Thank you. Put a spin that positive. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but it's not. Right. So I would say that fifty percent is not terrific. Um, although it's, it happens every year, right. it happens every year. The NFL does not ever go like it's planned. Right. Um, so those are the teams that we got right, and so I thought it would be fun if we. I, I called it, you know, best take, worst take. Mm-hmm. So we each pick our best take going into the season, and obviously our worst one. Right. Um, so we'll, how about we each do our best take? Okay. So go ahead. All right. So my best take was probably the Lions and the Browns. Uh, both those teams um, playing to the level that they that they ended up playing at um, this year. Obviously, I had Detroit winning the division. Um, I thought going into the season, there were too many question marks surrounding the other teams in the NFC North. So they were my my easy pick, I guess, on that one. And then the AFC North with the Browns, um, obviously, it was more of a surprise pick. I, I, I honestly did not know where to lean yeah. during the AFC North, so I felt spicy. And went with the Browns. <laughs> spelled spicy, so I went with the Browns. Just like well, I ended up going with the Seahawks in the NFC West. Uh, should have went, should have yeah. played it safe and went with I the Forty Niners. By that one, <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to. There was one episode, and I meant to go back and look at it, uh-huh. where like we just completely disagreed, and I can't remember what it was. But my dad commented on it and said Jeff's going to end up being right, and I don't remember what it was. Wasn't it the? Um... NFC South, I feel like, because he he thought. But we both picked the same in the NFC South. The, 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 I think it was because of the, um, the Bucks. Oh well, then I was right. Oh yeah, yeah, on that one. But it could have been something else. I, yeah, have to I don't remember. Back. We'll have to go back and find it because right. I vividly remember him commenting and saying because Jeff, I, Jeff's going to end up being right. I thought Atlanta was going to be better than the Bucks for sure. Yeah. So and that did not end up true. So. We'll, we'll get to that in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we'll but, get to that. But yeah, the Browns being the Brown, I guess as stout as they did, I, I felt like the, the Steelers were probably going to be the lower there if Joe Burrow never got injured um, with the Bengals. I feel like things would have shaken up a lot more to how I would have predicted. Um, obviously, I had the Bengals making the playoffs. They and they just missed out at nine and eight with uh, Burrow's injury. The Jets, I had originally making the playoffs. Obviously, they had an injury. Um, and then the Chargers, um, their head coach is yeah. in an injury. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just one of those things where, yeah, I originally had the Ravens in, at the seven seed, but then I scratched them up with the Chargers just for the entertainment value of the Jaguars with the Chargers again. Oh, yeah, for that playoff okay. rematch from last year. All right. So, but oh well, you, you win some, you lose some. Yep. So my best take is is really two different teams. Um, the Bucks 
while I didn't pick them to win the division, I was very avid that they were going to have a decent year and that Baker and Mike Evans were going to perform well. Yep. I felt really strongly about it. Yeah, um, all year. I, I know I know how strongly you and, feel and about obviously, it. Obviously, they won they they won the division. So right. that was a good one, but, but obviously my best one so far is the Ravens. Right. I was really high on the Ravens. I obviously I predicted them to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um and they obviously they have the one seed in the AFC. They're the, the best record in football. Right. At 13 and 4. four. Right. So uh See, yeah, Obviously, you, you saw something in the Ravens that I did not. I, I, I did not envision them being as good as they are. Um, 13 and 4, I would have had them like 11 and 6 or 10 and 7 or something yeah. like that. Uh, but 13 and 4 is a really good record. I, you Obviously, the Harbaugh pedigree there um, knows how to win. Yeah. Um, so uh, kudos to you. Uh, yeah. I give thanks. props to you. Appreciate on that it. Um, all right. What, what was your worst take? Well, Which I the, feel like speaking of the Ravens, probably, the Bucks. I feel like the I feel like the worst take is harder to do than our best take because we had so many bad takes. Huh, which one to pick? Basically, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of the Ravens and the Bucks, then that was basically my worst take. Is I had the Bucks in last place in that division. Yes, you did. Um, I, I thought Atlanta was going to at least be competent. Uh, they I'm finished. Gonna look, I'm going to try and look real quick. Okay, they were Keep seven talking. and ten. Well, yeah, they were seven and ten, but I thought Desmond Ritter would at least be there to be a serviceable uh, QB. Baker Mayfield, I I'm not a, <laughs> a huge fan of I Baker. Love, Baker's my boy. Yeah, Baker's your boy. Baker, Baker is, is not my boy. boy. So, and then obviously with the Saints, uh, they have all the talent in the world. It's just they could not put it together soon enough in the season to to actually make a difference in in the divisional race. Um, and then the Ravens just missing the playoffs in general. Um, obviously that AFC North was a, was going to be a tough division regardless. So it, it, I would not have been, I guess, tough to sell on the Ravens making the playoffs over the Bengals or the Browns or anything during the time. I, I, I just went with the Browns and then the Bengals because the Bengals had been to the Super Bowl and, uh, I didn't want to deny Joe Burrow his dues on that one. Lamar Jackson obviously has his, has his moments, but I was, I'm not as convinced about Lamar Jackson was convinced about Lamar yeah. Jackson preseason as I was about Joe Burrow. So that's where I stood with, with those two teams. Okay. Yep. I can't find it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, ne- never I happened. I can't find it. Never happened. I'll have to, maybe my dad will listen and he can tell us what it was. But <laughs> um, So my worst take was kind of two twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, not only the Giants being good, but just how high on the Giants I really was. Um, like if you remember, I mean, you can go back and listen to our, our, our NFC East breakdown. Like I gave you all the reasons that freaking Daniel Jones was going to take a big step this year. (laughs) They traded for Darren Waller, you know, they, they made the playoffs last year. They're going to be even better this year. I just went on and on and I really believed it so much. So the second part of this is I had Dallas missing the playoffs. I had the giants finishing ahead of Dallas, which looks completely foolish now that they are the best team in that division and locked up the second seat. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, he dropped, he dropped it. it. Oh, James Cook. James Cook. He always does that. Um, so that was my worst take. Um, I'm sure there are probably others that people can come and tell us, Hey, you said this and it was stupid. <laughs> right. I'm but, just look at a video and you'll yeah. probably find something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the giants, we were both high on the giants. Uh, I thought we, they had the better off season between them and Dallas. So they kind of, I guess, um, narrowed the bridge there, the gap between those two teams. Yep. But 
Dallas, kudos to them. I mean, they, they had, what, 13 wins last year or something like that? Something. Yeah, yeah. So, something pretty grand. So they were they didn't do much during the offseason, but they did tread water in the offseason. So I, I guess the, it, it showed off because they, they kudos went to what? Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Because he took a go. shot on himself, taking Those over wins. the play calling. Right. And, I mean, it's paid off. Right, over Helen so. Moore, yep. So, yep. yeah, Mike McCarthy. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that playoff. That's why it's so intriguing for the Packers. Yeah. Um, can they get Mike McCarthy fired again? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. What a story. What a story. Um, all right. So we are going to each pick a game. Normally the last couple of weeks we've been picking a game to kind of break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've pretty much already done that. So just flat out, which game are you most excited about? Uh, Browns and Texans, to be honest with okay. you. Um, which, you know, what's funny is that's probably the least, the least excited game. I, the least you are? Game, yeah. Mm. So, I, I mean, like that's going to be like it. the one o'clock game on Sunday. Like nobody watches it. Like, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I, I I look at the Eagles and the Bucks. They're both struggling teams. I I feel like I'm, I'm there's not. I can't predict anything from that from that matchup because I don't know which team is going to show yeah. up. To be honest with you, and then the Packers and the Cowboys. I honestly, I I think the Cowboys are might throttle the Packers. To I, be honest, I, with I you. agree. Uh, so I, agree. I, I, I can't really. That'll be a prim- that one. you know what annoys me is that'll be a primetime game oh, because it's the Cowboys, the Cowboys and, the and, Packers. It's, and it's the Packers right. and it's two of the you know NFL's favorite teams. Yep. So that'll be like one of the three primetime games, and it'll probably not be a good game. Yeah, I, I hope it is, and I honestly I hope I'm not. I guess Cowboys hater, but I prefer the Packers of the Cowboys for for sure. Um, so I'm kind of hoping the Packers. Um, I guess get the jump on the Cowboys on that one. That'll be fun to see. But the Browns and Texans, I feel like it's going to be a very uh, underrated, entertaining matchup with CJ Stroud going into his uh, first playoff game on uh, his first career playoff game. And then the Browns, how they, how they look with, uh, can they continue? Right. Joe yeah. Flacco and they're yeah. in that defense. So th- that to me is going to be my most uh, okay. exciting game. Uh, mine. I already talked about it is the, the Rams at Detroit. Mm-hmm. I just love the storyline of Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. I also think that Detroit is a great story this year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their first home playoff game in, in a really long time. Right. Um, and they, they can do it, man. I mean, I, do I think that they're going to come out of the NFC? No. But do I think that they can be in the AFC, in the NFC championship game against the Niners? I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's going to be no points. Oh, they threw it short. They just blew it. Yep. They blew it. Way to go. The Bills just really bad clock management at the end of the se- at the end of the half. Cost right. themselves three points. Way to go. Really bad. So halftime, I'm a little surprised here. Miami's up 14 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. And that was a big, big stop. Oof. Man, that was close. Right. Um, so yeah, I I I love that game, I think it should be one of the three, like eight o'clock games, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's it's the storyline there is just is really juicy. It, it should be. Um, big question is, you know, Sam Laporta sounds like he's not going to play, right? Um, and that's too bad for the Lions. It is. It really is. And and we already talked about injuries, but um, that could significantly impact their yeah, game he- plan. He's a big weapon. He's a big part of their offense. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a great game because both teams have great offenses mm-hmm. and can pretty much move the ball at will. Yeah, Detroit, thankfully, has the weapons to, I guess, I wouldn't say replace, but overcome. To overcome. Yeah. Right. Um, Laporta's injury, obviously, you have uh, St. Brown. Um, Jameer Gibbs taking a life of his own back there. Demick, um, and God, Montgomery is still back there. 
Um, so they they have weapons there. It's just about um, outscoring the Rams' offense because they they have <laughs> Puka Nakua, which is is making a case for himself for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, even though I, I think it's CJ Stroud, Stroud, man. I, right? The, yeah, I yeah. agree, but it's got to be Stroud, right? Right, and then Cooper Cup on the other side. So that, that's going to be an intriguing matchup. I agree with you. That's going to be a fascinating game. Yep. Uh, overall, awesome. So we are going to wrap up by doing our just a form again formality at this point. Just <laughs> recapping our last week's picks. Right. Um, we're not going to do any for the playoffs, just because partly because we don't know all the matchups yet. But right. Um, so we each want one and one. Um, let's go back and see who we picked. So I picked the Cowboys over the Commanders, which was my lock and, mm. and it certainly was. And then I picked the Cardinals over Seattle as my upset, which almost happened. It almost happened. They missed a field goal last second, um, ended up losing to Seattle. And then your lock, you picked the Lions over the Vikings, which was a good one. And then the Bears over the Packers, which move on from Justin Fields. Did not there. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> um so total end of the season standings. I was fifteen and fifteen. Look at that, Mr. Consistent. Stop. <laughs> That's like saying that'll play when you hit a bad golf shot. That'll play. And you know you just topped it like 30 yards. Oh, Mr. Uh, Consistent. But the, hey, the theme of 500%, right? Yeah, uh, hey, or, hey, look at that. Look at you. I should I should be playing baseball. Um, Hall of Fame, here we come. And then you finished at 19 and 11. So you got me by four games. Okay. You want to go over the ESPN ones? Not or? really. Okay, I'll go over them. Not really. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, so we were doing the ESPN, um, all the picks, all the games, every game, every game, every week. Yep. Which um, admittedly we both, like, I, I missed two. I think I missed at least one or two. Right. Yeah. I think you missed two as well. Um, so, I mean, these aren't 100% accurate, but at the same time, it's, it's enough of a sample size. Right. Considering yeah. we both picked over what? 200 games. Yeah. So I overall throughout the season, I went 163 and 106. Um, I was in the top 87.3 percentile. Okay. Look at that. It's good. And then, Nick, you went 154 and 114, which is in the top 80.2 percentile. All right. So, hey, that's a B. Yeah. That's uh, a B. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm always good with a B. <laughs> I'm always good, always good with a B. That's right. So, awesome. Uh, so, yeah, All right. I'll be telling that throughout the offseason. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, that'll do it for this week. Um, I'm excited for next week. Sure All right. Stop, Siri. <laughs> Siri. Siri's wanting to pipe in, in our on our show. Right. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week to wrap up. I mean, we'll probably be sitting here during the last game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine Sunday night and just talking about all the matchups, everything that happened. Actually, technically, there's a Monday night game too next week. Which so there's two on Thursday, excuse me, two on Thursday, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then there's one game Monday night, which mm-hmm. obviously none of the times have been uh oh. Never mind. Look at that. As we speak. Oh. Okay, so here we go, folks. Browns at Texans, 4.30 on Saturday. Uh, Cowboys at or Packers at Cowboys, 4.30 on Sunday. There it is, prime time, I told you. Nope. Sunday night, Rams at Lions. And then the Monday night game, which I am just sh- very surprised about, the Eagles at the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So the combination of the Bills and Dolphins and Chiefs and Steelers will either be Saturday night at eight o'clock or yeah, the Chiefs are on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, regardless. you're right. You're right. The Chiefs. So whoever the Chiefs play Saturday night, eight o'clock, which right. of course, because it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Yeah. And then um, the Bills. So the Bills are at one o'clock regardless. Yep. Okay. 
Yep. Yeah, because so the Bills were at one o'clock regardless on Sunday. Yep. And the Chiefs are at eight o'clock Saturday night. Yep. Cool. All right. I'm not. I'm a little surprised by that. The, the Eagles and and Bucks Monday night game getting a yeah that solo prime time. Correct. But whatever. <laughs> hey, what what do they know? What do they know? <laughs> all right, folks. That is our show. We will catch up with you next week and right. go over all of the wild card weekend action. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.